Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back, my friend. This is Quinn, and today I want to bring you the top seven mistakes that Amazon sellers make. And I'm going to jump right into it because this could take a while. Number one is not knowing the costs. You guys all heard me over and over say this is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to selling online. Most people think they have huge margins, but they have not taken into consideration all the costs associated with selling online. I often hear people say stuff like, I'm selling a product for $8 and I'm getting uh, 60% margins. Well, let me tell you, this is nearly impossible. Just think about it. Amazon takes 15% of your gross. Then you have about $3 for pick and pack fees, unless you're enrolled in the small and light. Uh, That right there is almost 40% right there. Then you have to add 15% commissions that you have to pay Amazon. Now, realize this, that just here, we're already talking about 65% of your sale gone, 65%, right? And then uh, you need to take account for the price of purchasing the item. Let's say you paid only $1 to make things simple and then another dollar to ship this to the US and clear customs. Now your total cost so far are already $6 and you didn't even account for PPC yet, returns, taxes, giveaways, if you're gonna do any, then your packaging, your photography, 3D rendering, logo design to put on your packaging. Man, you may be losing a couple bucks every time you sell an item. All right, so here's my advice. If you're selling a cheap item like that, try to bundle two or three of them so you can skip the pick and pack fee and only pay it once. Or try to make it a premium looking product and then you sell it for $12 instead of eight, right? That's kind of like what Apple does with uh, their phones. Let's get into number two, which is sourcing the same products as everyone else. Most people have listened to the same podcasts, YouTube videos from sellers like me who have been selling on Amazon for many years. But what worked for us in 2015 is not the same thing that works in 2019, all right? So remember, when you're listening to a podcast or a video, make sure you're listening to something that is current. If everyone is sourcing a small product without moving parts that is unbreakable, that is not glass, that is in the top 1,000 BSR, that is not in electronics, that means that out of the 4 million sellers and thousands of new ones that are coming into the marketplace every single day, it's almost sure that at the same time that you are sourcing this product, there so are another 1,000 other sellers. So when this happens, the only difference is going to be the brand name and probably the logo on the box. So think outside the box and if possible, source products that instead of being cheap and have very low BSR are maybe a little bit more expensive and have a higher BSR with lower competition. You can try to be the big fish in a small pond instead of a little guppy in the ocean because everyone can eat you at any time. Now we'll go into number three, which is assuming and believing. We are all part of Facebook groups, masterminds, where often sellers are sharing uh, what they hear as if it was true without even testing it. So I want you to test things for yourself. I know it's a bit more time consuming just because someone says, for example, uh, giveaways don't work anymore. It doesn't mean that that is true. 
It could be that that person did a giveaway, uh, but they're wrong. It didn't give away enough units or use the wrong URL if they even use a special URL. Or it could be that that person didn't even do a giveaway and they're just firing things out of their mouth to sound smart. Smart, Or, or it could even be that they have a product without any demand. There are people that are products so bad that even when they're giving them away for free, people don't want them. And instead of listening to the market, they just try to blame that the giveaway didn't work or that the Facebook group they used is the one to blame or the cat is the one to blame or the dog is the one to blame. And by the way, I'm not saying that giveaways are as effective as they used to be. And this is not even about giveaways. It is about believing in everything you hear without testing. So make sure to test everything for yourself. Now let's go into number four, and that is asking for reviews before even starting a conversation. After a client buys from you, you're allowed to email them internally or by using tools that we all use to do this automatically. If your first email after the purchase is something like, thank you for buying my Bluetooth speaker set, waterproof 4.1, works with iPhone, Samsung, smartphone, tablet, great sounding wireless, best headset, please leave me a review. Number one, that's crazy insane that, that it, the fact that you left the full title in your email, right? That sounds completely automated. Don't do never, never do that. Number two, uh, you should always mention their first name. So say, hey, first name, and it's going to populate. If you're using software, it's going to populate automatically. Hey, John, thank you, right? Now, number three, what's in it for them? We know we can't incentivize but you can surely offer some value or ask them a question because people always have in mind what's in this for me. So if you ask a question, they will be more likely to reply to you. And when they do, you have started now a conversation and people are 80% more likely to take action when you ask them to. So some of the questions that you can ask, for example, is, hey, that Bluetooth speaker that I shipped to you uh, to Beverly Hills, is that your still your current address? This is something that is going to get them answering because it is in their interest to make sure that you have the right address. So this is something that will get them to engage with your message and reply if they do get the message at all, because a lot of people have opt out at this point, right? And now after they answer, you can have your VA or yourself, whoever and handles your, your messaging with your customers will reply like they're talking to a person in real life. Do not act as if you're talking to a robot. Don't be too serious about it. Talk normally like like if you're talking to a friend and you can answer something like, awesome, that, that's a place that I always wanted to visit. So thank you so much for confirming and I hope that you love your speaker as much as I do. Bam, you ended right there. Actually, don't end it right there. You can say something right after that. Oh, by the way, if you have a second, can you please leave me a review? That would make my day. There's a lot of people that say, oh, that would make my year, that would make my whatever. No, it would make my day, okay? Because you don't want them to. If it's going to make your year, I can leave it tomorrow, leave it another day, and then they're going to forget. So say something like, it will make my day, because now they will be more prone to leave you a review right now, one today. And that's it. So, you know, they already open communication with you. So not only they are more likely to leave you a review, it's actually more likely it could be a good one. And if they have any issue, if the problem, uh, the, the, the problem, if the product arrived with a problem or if it was broken or if it doesn't work now, they already have your email. So instead of jumping into leaving you a one-star review saying that the product sucks, they may just reply to your email and say, hey, by the way, I received it today and it was broken. 
Now, you may avoid a bunch of one-star reviews with this system. All right, so let's go into number five. And number five is optimizing your listings for the algorithm. I mentioned this on, other, on the previous episode where most sellers are optimizing the listing for the algorithm and the algorithm does not buy your product. Most sellers are still using the 2016 method of writing the listing, listings for the algorithm to read instead of writing them for the buyer. It is true that the algorithm is the one that's going to rank you but they're not going to buy from you. And the algorithm will rank you according to how relevant your product is to a certain keyword. And that's measured by how many people convert to your listing after searching for a particular keyword. So you can trick the algorithm temporarily by doing giveaways to a super URL, to a storefront URL, to whatever URL you want. But in no time, it will bring you back down if the real customers are not converting to that keyword. All right, so try to optimize your listings. Of course, put all the keywords in there, but try to optimize them for a real person. That's the way to do it. Let's jump into number six, and that is the wrong category. When listing your products, always make sure that you're listing them in the correct category. There are a few reasons why. Some people do category search. So you open a category, start searching inside a category, and if your product isn't there, you won't be seen because now that they're inside the category, they may type whatever keywords and you're not in there. So you won't show up in certain searches. Another reason is for PPC. Keywords need to be relevant or else they won't get enough impressions. If you try to have a completely different category where you don't belong, try running a PPC campaign and see how many impressions you're gonna get. You can't even spend money because Amazon will not show your campaigns, all right? There used to be a trick uh, that some sellers used to use, and it was listing the products in the wrong category so they could get the best seller's badge. But today, Amazon's algorithms are just getting smarter and smarter that those products are losing rankings. And on top of that, you have to pay extra for your PPC, for your pay-per-click campaigns. And on top of that, sometimes your product can be relevant in more than one category, right? Without doing any black hats, no brown hats, no gray hats, nothing. Your product sometimes belongs in more than one category. And Amazon's algorithms are so smart right now that they will automatically place you in more than one. So you only pick one, you're only allowed to put it in one category, but they can assign you to two. So sometimes you're looking at a product and you can see the BSR, that they have like three BSRs, and one is the general, and the other one is uh, the category A and then category B, that they have these BSRs, that's because you were assigned by by the algorithm that into those categories. All right, now number seven. Number seven is focusing on the BSR. BSR means nothing. Stop focusing on the BSR. The BSR is the bestseller rank. And you know, we all know bestseller rank, what it means is the lower the number, the higher you are to be the best-selling item in the category or the best-selling item on the whole Amazon, right? Now, the meaning it has is that you have a low BSR. That means you have a lot of sales, but you cannot focus on the BSR. For one, BSR changes so many times per day. It may change hundreds of times per day, right? If you're going to log in at 8 a.m. and you log in at noon, you will not have the BSR that you had at 8 a.m. It could be higher, it could be lower, because it is always updating. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is, what are you going to do 
with that metric? What are you going to do with having the BSR, a, a lower BSR than you had yesterday? Right? Don't focus on that. The positioning, your organic positioning for each keyword is what matters. There are several ways to change BSR. One of them is, for example, with giveaways. There was a way that I used to do years ago, and it was when Amazon created the internal giveaways, you could go to your own product page and create a giveaway for your own product. And for example, you could go and say, I want to give away 200 of these. And then when you create this giveaway, Amazon will be the one that was going to be showing your giveaway to, to the people that they have on their email lists. And you can have, there's an option that you could click to say, make it non-visible, meaning Amazon is not going to show your giveaway to anybody. So nobody's going to know that your giveaway exists. But because you create a giveaway and you had to pay for those 200 units, even though you owned them, so you're paying yourself. And of course, Amazon, Amazon is going to take 15% and they're still going to charge you the, the shipping of these giveaways only of the giveaways that you actually gave. Now, the fact that you bought 200 products, and this doesn't work anymore, I, I believe, the fact that you bought 200 products, although you only gave away one or maybe nothing, they will end up, after two weeks, the campaign ends, Amazon ends up refunding all your money, but meanwhile, your BSR went through the roof because that counted as 200 sales that day. Right? Although you didn't give away a single product, but that's how it worked. There's a lot of people to use techniques like that to lower the, their BSRs for whatever reason, to make themselves feels good, feel good. And you can be caught on that. You can actually be caught on that when you're doing product sourcing. If you're using stuff like Jungle Scout or whatever to source your products, you maybe look at these spikes and say, wow, this is a great seller, when in reality, it's not selling anything. Another thing is when you're actually doing real giveaways, when you're starting, when you're doing product launches and email lists and you're sending to your email lists, your BSR is going to go is going to be lower, meaning better because you are actually doing more sales, but this is doing the giveaway and it, it means nothing. So stop focusing on the BSR, focus on getting your main keywords to a top organic position and focusing on profit. That's it. That's all seven right there. Maybe I will give you a number eight as a bonus. This this one is very important. So listen up. Number eight, biggest mistake is listening to a podcast like this without leaving a review. So if you want to, I, I can send you an email so that we can start a conversation or you can go over to wherever you're listening right now and leave a review to the podcast. Say something like, I listened to the podcast and I liked it, or I listened, I listened to the podcast and I didn't like it. I couldn't understand what Quinn said, or I didn't like his seven tips or his seven things that Amazon sellers do wrong. Whatever you want to say, say it. Leave me a review. And if you want, I can even read it on the air. So thank you. I appreciate all of you. And I hope you start grateful, stay positive, and always profit.